Welcome in to the Pigskin Preview presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. I'm Nick Roush. He's Adam Luckett here to give you walks to help you win some money on FanDuel Sportsbook this week in week seven. We're already to week seven. Five and one after we were five and one last weekend. Luckett's column on KS Board or KSR Plus was five and one. Um, we're, we're riding heaters right now, and we got more heaters for you this weekend, Luckett, with a huge, huge. Huge slate this weekend. This it's, it's looking extra juicy. Yeah, I love the card this weekend, Nick. Um, I loved it so much that you, you beat me to the punch on two picks. You're going to have here, so uh, <laughs> so we're going to have some joint um, plays this weekend. Some good synergy. Yep. Yeah. And one one of Nick's is the one I'm really high on. I really really like. So I'm excited. I, I got a lot of picks here. It take, took me sometimes for the column. It's hard getting the six. This week I had to whittle down. Oh, so, so I really like the card this week. I'm really excited for um, this weekend of football. And this, like October, is swing game month, Nick. Like this is when, like your season gets determined by success or a failure. Because are you playing for something good in November, whether it be like a, a high, a high season, like whether you program expectation reaching above it. Or you do disappoint, and you're kind of coming up, coming in above or below expectations. A lot of that's determined to me in October when you get into these conference games. You look at the car; there's a ton of spreads under a touchdown, a ton of spreads like even under a field goal, right at a field goal. So that that makes things fun, and so we're in for a fun weekend and really a fun few weeks here. Yeah, and you can get it on the action in the Commonwealth of Kentucky on your phones by downloading the FanDuel Sportsbook app, the number one app in the country. Put in promo code PIGSKIN or visit FanDuel.com slash PIGSKIN. Bet $5, get a bunch of money in bonus bets. Got to be 21 and older, all that jazz, legal in Kentucky. The disclaimer's in the fine print at the bottom. Um, Don't have it pulled up, but you know what to do. Big Blue Nation. You're smart. 1-800-GAMBLER is the number you call if you got a gambling problem. But we're, we're operating in units. We're being responsible. And we're responsibly sharing picks. But I'm going to start with an irresponsible question. Luckett, would you rather... Would you rather take Wisconsin minus 10 against Iowa? Or the Buffs minus 11 or Stanford? That that those those might be two of the weirdest games on the slate this whole entire weekend, and I, I can't actually. I think the question is: Would you rather t- which dog would you rather take, Stanford or Iowa? Iowa, for sure. Well, you can, I know you can't quit Iowa. Like Wisconsin's passing game stinks, Sister Nick. If you kind of look at the numbers, and so like they haven't been to- the dairy raid. It hasn't. It hasn't worked right away. It turns out uh, footballs don't fly far in uh, milk. So, <laughs> uh, I, so I would take Iowa. I think that line's. I think it should be Wisconsin should be around a touchdown favorite. So I would take Iowa there. I don't want to take Stanford. The thing about the Colorado uh, pace of play, it's big there. They get out to a lead, they're gonna run that thing up. Mm-hmm. Right? In my opinion, especially on a for they got a Friday night window by themselves. So I would I would take the Hawkeyes there. Uh, Plus, what is it, 10 now? I know it was nine and a half. Did you get up to 10? Yeah, it's up to 10, yeah. Yeah, I would take the Hawks for sure um, there in that spot. But uh, that did not make my card this week. But that Um, is what I considered for sure. One you might have considered, too, that I just couldn't couldn't pull the trigger on. 
is UNC minus three and a half against Miami. Um, yeah. I've, I guess good line. You all have heard me ride the Tar Heels quite a bit this year. Um, they've scored 31 points in every single game. Uh, and I believe they're four and one ATS so far. Uh, they've done a good job covering, but they the competition hasn't been stellar. And Miami, I, just, I the, the the reason why I'm not just riding with UNC is uh, the Bear put out a great tweet uh, this week, and it's the reason why I'm staying away from both games. It's like the most college football thing ever would be for Miami to go and beat North yeah, Carolina, absolutely. and for Pitt to beat U of L. You know, like yeah. both teams that. Like you, you, like Louisville and North Carolina, I think are both better teams, but you could see pathways for each side to winning because of their defense. So I, yeah, I, and it's not just straight too far away, but like that's I, I I had to stay away from the Louisville game after the the Narduzzi Satterfield Brom. They looked the same comments. I don't think everybody got offended over there, but I don't think they're gonna Pitt's gonna catch them sleepwalking after that big win. Uh, I would beg to differ. Uh, it's just like. The mindset you have, right, you know, I mean, they're they're the golden goose right now. They're eating fillets around town, like, and they're going to play pit. The problem with me, they, I think that line's just perfect. Like, seven's yeah. what I had it at, and I was like, if it gets to nine and a half, ten, lock and low. But seven's just, just too much. I would almost play pit money line if you wanted to play it. Right, right. Like yeah, that's the only way that you're going to get the, the good value for a potential upset. Yeah, and then Miami, I mean, that's a – I have that Carolina minus three. I think that's a total toss-up. Neutral field, yeah. that's close to pick them to me. And I, I like you have to love You talk about bounce-back spot for Miami. did not get more bounce-back than that. It's just how they <laughs> deal with that. I mean, that's a tough situation to deal with. You saw their starting center just, like, freaking out on the sideline mm-hmm. after the game. Like, you know, what's the confidence level in the coaches in that locker room after after that? You know, that, that so they're dealing with a lot. And then that, Carolina, that would... they're, they're so finicky sometimes. See, Especially defensively. And and that's where I I would think that it might be demoralizing, like that like it would be almost impossible to get up off the mat. But like I, I could I could easily see, you know, North Carolina's defense, it's quote unquote better. It couldn't get worse. But I could see this turning into a shootout and things get crazy. Miami gets a little momentum and goes on the road and wins. So um I love that game though. Like that's gonna be a wildly entertaining game. It's the the one that game this weekend that I cannot put my finger on whatsoever is USC Notre Dame. Like I I'm just pissing in the wind with this game. USC is a two and a half point dog. Where like Notre Dame is not they have not been who we thought they were whatsoever. And so I don't this this whole conversation about like well USC doesn't play any defense. USC doesn't play any defense. I mean, do they even need to play defense the way the Notre Dame's been playing offense as of late? Like, right, yeah. you know, like USC might just score forty and the game isn't even close. But I don't. Uh, it's it, it's just too. I, I can't I can't put my thumb on that game whatsoever. Like it. Yeah, that's another one I considered. Um, didn't make the. It's not going to make the card this week. But I like USC there catching two and a half. I would have loved it if you caught three. That's one, Nick. Alternate line, right? Like if you if you really think that's going to have USC is going to like put up a big number and maybe blow them out, that's an alternate line opportunity to me. Yeah, I minus two and a half or something. Right. Or even well, I def- if someone won by ten, it'd be USC, not Notre Dame. I think in that game. Yeah. You know? So if you want to delay seven with USC, um, and get some good odds, that's something I think to consider. 
huh. maybe if, Might you, as well. if, you're, if you're the kind who maybe hits a couple bets early and you got some money to play with and you want to take a big swing, that that's something I, I would advise considering. Not saying you should do that. That's a that's a very poor hey. betting strategy, but I know some people like to dabble in those waters. So just something to keep in mind there. Scoots is a big alt-line guy. He loves betting alternate lines more yeah. so than anything. Um, like we missed an opportunity earlier in the year, Nick. I really do think. Like we both thought Florida win by double, could win by yeah. more than seven double digits. Yeah. That was a good alternate line window, and I think USC potentially falls in that as well. Well, it's just a couple of the big games on the slate this weekend. Um, the biggest one, where College Game Day is going to be this weekend, is the bet that I feel the best about. I love this. It's my first pick. It's my lock of the week. Oregon is going on the road, catching three points, and this this is a huge game for the Pac-12. There's no denying it. Oregon versus Washington. Washington, they're painting Montlake purple. Um, biggest game in Seattle in I don't know how long, but that's that's kind of where I'm at with this game is it's the biggest game in Seattle and I don't know how long. They're going to be up for it. Don't get me wrong. But it feels like Oregon's been in these situations before. This Oregon team has been in that situation before. They were trailing on the road at Texas Tech. They did not flinch. They were not rattled. They showed some resolve. Came back and, hell, ended up getting a backdoor cover at Texas Tech. The other quote-unquote big game where they had the big spotlight on them like today, it was the big noon against Colorado, and they just smashed them to smithereens. And obviously, this is a much... Colorado and Washington, they're not in the same league, right? Yeah. But the way that that defense played against an offense that could really put up points, Oregon's, Oregon's incredible against the pass, 10th and EPA. Um, and I know that that might be, uh, you know, it's, it's about who you play, but like Texas Tech's pretty decent at throwing the rock around. So Shadur Sanders pretty good at throwing the rock around. So I just, I love the Oregon defense in this matchup, getting points on the road. Um, in this situation. This feels like a Dan Lanning. He, he's brought his big boy pants, and this is Kalen DeBoer. This is really Kalen DeBoer's first big game at Washington, right, with a healthy Michael Penix. So say first huge home game, yeah. Yeah, so here's your chance. I'm, I'm, I'm taking the team with a better defense, even though this w- I'm sure some folks are highly enticed by playing a high over here. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not falling for the points trap. Yeah, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head. It's two top five offenses, but Oregon, to this point, defense has clearly been better. Uh, Most notably, Washington, both teams are iffy against the run, but Oregon's got the better pass defense. Mm -hmm. So, to me, like I look at this, I think you hit the nail on the head, but there's a couple other things, I think, going Oregon's way. Um, It's a revenge spot after last year. Washington went into their house and pulled an upset last year. So you've got that, and then Oregon in this series, Nick, has just dominated them from an against-the-spread perspective, Washington. I believe that's 15-3 and three against the spread against in this series. The Ducks are. Mm-hmm. So you add all that up, I think the wrong team is favored here. I would I would have favored Oregon in this matchup. All of that adds up like the Ducks here, especially for getting that field goal. Um, it's it's almost it's one you really have to consider for a money line play here. I, I did a little BOFA. Yeah. Um, it's plus one twenty five. I got. I got to say too. Be online. Watch for some of these because uh, I, I. I made these picks last night. Oregon's plus three. They're plus two and a half in some. Yeah, they've been plus so, two and a half most of that I've seen this week. Yeah, I was able to get it at three. Um, 
I've got the similar story for my next pick, too. That, that's a line I'll be watching as well. Luckett, who's your first pick? Yeah, familiar team for those Kentucky fans um, here watching this. Going to Nashville, Georgia, going to lay 31 and a half with the Bulldogs. Wow, that's a big number. That's now a big this, number. Now, let me kind of explain this, okay? Clark Lee at Vanderbilt, 2-7 and seven against the spread, against ranked foes. Um, Georgia has three straight covers in this series, all thirty north of 30-point spreads. Uh, or at least the last two were two consecutive shutouts against Vanderbilt. Like not only they're covering the thirty spread, they're winning like fifty to nothing, sixty to nothing. Five straight games, uh, Vandy hasn't scored a touchdown against Georgia. So for me, I'm looking at this here. I'm gonna assume here that Carson. They're gonna let Carson Beck rip it again. Yeah, I think that leads to Georgia getting out to a very fast start, quick lead, pro Georgia crowd. They're in Nashville. I have I see Vandy having a hard time scoring throughout the game. I'm gonna lay it with the dogs. I think this offense can go and score 45 plus points as long as they're letting him throw the ball. My only mm-hmm. worry here is do they get run heavy? Uh, that would be the concern. But I, I have faith that that's not going to happen. I think Georgia takes is going to take off like a rocket ship after what we saw from Beck. Um, really, if you kind of look at Beck, Nick. They were really dinking and dunking the first few games. These last three, they've kind of let him rip it. Yeah. And you've seen in the second half against Auburn, he made some big throws, and then he was awesome against Kentucky. I think we'll see some something similar this week. So I'm going to lay the big number here with Georgia, but it's a line I think should be around 35. So okay. um, you're getting close to another key number here. So I'm going to lay the 31 and a half with the dogs on the road. For my second selection – uh, it's one of those things like it where we try to use our brains on this here pigskin preview to let people know our kind of line of thinking, some some bad habits to avoid. But I have bad habits of tailing teams that cost me the week before. This is it's 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 my biggest. Uh, what do they say? Um, I I just can't help myself. It's irresistible. Maryland last week was beating Ohio State at halftime. I had the over, and they just did not score in the second half. Ohio State could have punched it in and hit the over. But Maryland is playing a very bad Illinois football team. They're at home, minus 14, two touchdowns. In all three games, all three home games this fall against um, – all, all three games is a favorite they've covered at home against Big Ten opponents. And the other thing, too, is that the defense actually isn't that bad. Um, in Maryland, and I know Illinois kind of sucks at everything, but like they're not gonna, Illinois is not going to be able to throw the ball if Maryland gets out to a lead. Um, and I, I just I think Illinois is so bad, and that Maryland's going to come out after that second half stalwart and just throw the ball over the yard. So give me the Terps minus fourteen in College Park. This is another line that's moving south. I think it's at thirteen and a half right now. Damn it. Um, but I just I'm I'm against you here, Nick. I like Illinois here. I love what team. you like the Fighting Birds. You they've been so it, bad. Maryland that was the biggest game in under Loxley they've had, right? And they thought they were going to win it, and they were in that game for a long time. Like the holy hangover is coming here to College Park. Illinois coming off an embarrassing loss. If they don't play well this week, it's just not going to happen. I think they go in, keep this thing close. I like fading Maryland in this spot. This is a, 
I think the line's a little rich right at two touchdowns. So give me the Illini here, um, plus 14, plus 13 and a half. Um, but I'm against you. I was going to have this here. I would, we're going to stay away from it to avoid the fight so we can get six picks here um, to spread the wealth. But I like it. I like Illinois in the spot. All right. Well, you can fade like me or follow it, me. It, it was 14 and a half earlier in the week. So if you would have got it on it earlier, but it's a line. It was one of the bigger, I think, line movements we've seen because it has dropped a full point uh, in the last, I say, day and a half. So it's going to be one to keep watching moving forward. Pluck it. Your second selection. We're we're having a line fight. Will you? <laughs> what's going to be the fight here? Yeah, Nick James Madison's the best team in the Sun Belt by a lot. This line opened at like two and a half, and it has moved quickly. It's moved quickly for a reason. They're hosting Georgia Southern, and what's going to be a huge game noon. I believe ESPN two on the call. Like this line should be north of ten. Like James Madison is a wagon. Oh. For their level, they they beat John Summerall's team on the road. They are the favorite to win here. I'm not. I I like laying the points here um, with the Dukes. You kind of look at this matchup. James Madison, or excuse me, Georgia Southern is very pass heavy with Clay Helton. They're throwing the ball all over the yard, but James Madison has a really good defense, and I think they're going to be able to slow down that passing attack. Um, Specifically, they're going to get them in long down-distance situations. And offensively, I like their matchup against what has been an iffy Georgia Southern defense. Uh, I think that line's moving north for a reason, so I'm going to go ahead and jump on it, lay the five-and-a-half with the Dukes. I mean, it's wild that like pretty much every line that we walked in before the show has moved, I just caught it at minus six. Love, too, yeah. that I can see it and just like grab it right now. Um, so great to have sports betting in Kentucky. So great to have FanDuel around. Um, great way to make money. Somebody's taking a bath in that. Either Vegas is going to take a bath in that game or, um, some of the big money be getting laid on the Dukes is going to take some of the big betters are going to take a bath because that is, that thing is moving fast. And again, it opens really small, like right around a field goal. Um, and it's already up to six, you know, and it could keep moving north. So we're going to, we jumped on the Dukes a little late, but we're going to have lock them in at five and a half. We're going to lock it in. We're going to try to make some bacon for you. And you can make some bacon for the teacher in your family by purchasing the people who make bacon. Eckridge smoked sausage. I'm actually, that was what I did before the show. Cut up some Eckridge smoked sausage. Threw it in the crock pot. But our friends at Eckridge, they're teaming up with the extra yard for teachers to present the $1 million challenge for teachers. Nominate the teacher in your life by visiting Eckridge.com. Go into the promotions tab. Signing them up in this county in Central Kentucky. Share why they deserve an, up to a million bucks. Up to a million bucks. You got the deadline is October 26th to sign up if your teacher is selected. They'll get a chance to go on the field for the Alabama game to throw a football through hoop for a million dollars. If not, they're still going to get money towards their community. So, Eckrich.com, go to the promotions tab, sign up the teacher in your life for the one million dollar challenge for teachers help funding schools across America. Help funding schools in Kentucky with our friends at Eckridge. My final pick locket. This is one that I actually have not walked in because ninety percent of the bets are on the home team. The people are fading the Florida Gators, and I just I don't I don't understand it. Um, I don't. Maybe it's the because line hasn't moved. It, it's 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 staying put. Even yeah. though 90% of the bets are on 
because I, I, I'm hoping that I could get that that full three. But it has stayed put. You're correct. And you know what? I might just go money on it. Is, even though it is a short money on right now, plus 114. But you've shared the Billy Napier stats as a dog. He's good as a dog. Yeah. 17 but, six and one, 10 outright upsets. But here's the thing about Florida. Not only is he good as an underdog, Florida's just like, I'm, I'm just going to hop on the wave, right? Like, right when Florida thinks they're good, they're going to fall back down. Right when Florida fans think they're terrible, they're going to bounce back. And here's the part about South Carolina. I mean, it's they're the Spencer Rattler. Like, it's just Spencer Rattler and a bunch of dudes right now. They've got a defensive end playing wide receiver. Their best receiver is hurt. They, nobody's blocking for them. Um, I just... Mertz has been accurate enough. He'll be able to move the ball down the field. Everybody gets pressure on Spencer Rattler, even though Florida hasn't done it a lot. And as you mentioned on 11 personnel last night, the Florida secondary, the past events, has been pretty good. They're second in the SEC right now. So I, I, I just don't – it's not like they're going to get thrown off guard by williams Bryce Stadium. I, I think they're going to come in and control them at the line of scrimmage, right? Because they got – the last time they were in this spot, they got their asses punked by Kentucky. I don't think it's going to happen again against a weak – front seven, front offensive line for the Gamecocks. Yeah, Florida gets their left tackle back. They get Trevor Etienne back this week. They get the starting safety back this week. All were out. Uh, I think you look at this game, Nick. Um, Florida matches up well because they have a good pass defense, and South Carolina's very pass heavy. I mean, their pass rush should be good enough to cause some havoc. But the real matchup in this game is just this South Carolina defense that gets a run for the third year in a row is really bad. Um, they're 100 in success rate, 112th in EPA or 110th in success rate in EPA per play. Um, they're just bad on defense. They cannot. They've never stopped a run under defense coordinator Clayton White. So that's a good sign for Florida. Florida's going to come in, be able to run the football. Graham Mertz is going to kill them in quick game, like he's done every team this year. And defensively, I think they're going to have enough to slow down Rattler. I like Florida here to snap that ugly away from home streak they have. Currently under Napier, I think the wrong team's favored here. I like the Gators to go into Williams-Brice and get a win. Uh, I just think this matchup is really good in Florida. And then you add in Napier's history as an underdog. But Beamer's been good at home. I believe he's 7-2 and two as a home favorite. But I really like this matchup here. I think Florida has got the advantages. They're going to be able to run the ball and move the ball consistently against that South Carolina front. And defensively, they're going to be able to limit some of that South Carolina pass game. So give me the Gators, a, a healthy Gators team, more healthy than they've been the last couple of weeks. Give me the Gators here if they finally get a, a big road win. Well, look it. I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great. I like that we've got pick synergy. Typically, you beat me to the punch when we share our picks together. Uh, but I got you this week with got two of them. Week. So I'm, I'm glad we're on the same page here. I saw this last line, and I just – I worry about betting stinky ACC teams. I could just, <laughs> I just don't yeah. think any of the teams are good. I so I, it, 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 it scares me. It scares me. Yeah, this game right here, Wake Forest going to Virginia Tech on the three thirty ACC network, like the, the biggest stink window you could get. I look at this and I just think Wake Forest has a better run game. And not not nothing great, but they have a better run game. And they have a better defense. So. Say that, and then I'm getting points here. And Dave Clawson, I would give an advantage in the coaching matchup in this game. I think the wrong team's favored here. Again, I would have 
favorite Wake. Last week we were on Wake in the column as a road dog against Clemson. So jumping on them again here. Plus one and a half, wrong team's favorite, and you're catching a point. Now this one, the line's moving the opposite way. I think Wake will open minus one, um, but I'm going to trust my – my eyes, my numbers here in this matchup. So give me the Demon Deacons plus one and a half at Virginia Tech. The Deeks. The Deeks. I just, I, I, I get so excited looking at, just looking at the board. It's just so much fun. I, I love it. Yeah. And again, like these, that Florida one, I mean, that's one of my, you know, we'll see. I might stick my foot in my mouth, but that's one of my favorite plays of the year. Like, I just really like like that. And you saying that 90% of the money's on South Carolina makes me like it even more. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a, I, I love when the public's riding. Uh, public's very dumb at times. Um, I'm even wondering, like, do I all on it? If I'm going to play money line, like, is minus one that much different? I don't know. We'll see. We get to play around on our FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's a lot of fun. Um, and just a reminder, use our code PIGSKIN. It helps us out when you sign up. We greatly appreciate it. Um, looking forward to this Saturday where, hell, I'm actually kind of liking, we're recording this Thursday morning. Houston, West Virginia could be a lot of fun tonight on Thursday night football. Um, I actually. Yeah that, yeah, that line scares me because it should be more than it is. But Houston's right there under a field goal. That makes me want to lean towards the home dog. But No Brown and his team's having, they're off to a great start and they're having a really good year. Oh, well, uh, the the Hogo Bowl, that's going to be fun. Yeah. Uh, Taylor, Taylor Swift, she's going to be in Kansas City. I did want to give a few NFL thoughts. Because um, usually, like the NFL, it's one of those where it does, I like having a few days to let them marinate. So I just kind of like have some like, hmm, I kind of think this, kind of think this. And then day of, it's like, all right, I've taken enough information, time to pounce. Did you know Desmond Ritter has not lost a home football game since he was on popular level road? Many people are saying. I think I was at his last home loss. Many people are saying that the only team he can't beat at home is the male Bulldogs. Is that who it was too? It's probably who it was, right? His junior year. I think I think they lost to Trinity his senior year, but it's yeah, probably his junior. But that wouldn't be at home if it was Trinity. You know, it's got to be at home. That's what I'm saying. It was probably his last. It was probably his junior home. They probably lost to Male. Yeah, um, I think but he might that, got hurt one game in the, the play, one year they lost in the playoffs to Mel. I think he didn't even play. I think they played a freshman quarterback. Yeah, so I'm the the Falcons. They the NFC South is uh, is fun to like if you just time it out right. Like I don't think any of the teams are very good, but if you time it out right, I think you can hit it there. I also kind of like the Jacks back at the Jags back at home after a big win. I know. Um, it's a divisional matchup. I haven't looked at the records because they have weird records against them and their divisional foes. But like I Gardner, they're facing Gardner Minshew, Colts backup quarterback. I like Gardner Minshew coming off the bench. I don't like him with a week to prepare. Prayer, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that Jags defense has been pretty darn good. Um, yeah, I think they'll be able to. Already too. That's a quick one-two game to start the season. Playing yeah, twice yeah. In the first two weeks. All right, which line is stinkier? Detroit minus three at Tampa or San Fran minus seven at Cleveland? Uh, it's a lot. It's a lot of cheddar. For, are, it sounds like Watson's not playing. Um, and they already made a switch at backup quarterback. After starting DTR, they're going to PJ Walker. Yes. This week. Um, minus seven. I mean, like, the Eagles killed what, the Bucks at home. 
at, at, in Tampa. But the Bucks have been plucky. I know. The, both that I just the the thing with the 49ers is they've been so great that like it's gotta I mean eventually they're gonna number. Yeah, eventually they're gonna stub their toe, especially against a really good Browns defense. I mean, say what you want about offensively yeah. how they performed this year, but they have a good defense. Whereas like Detroit, they might go down and just score forty points. <laughs> you know, I mean they could do yeah. that to Tampa. They, they're kind of a wagon. Um and Tampa Tampa feels like a a fraud. Like they what are they, three and one? Yeah, yeah. It feels like a little fraudish. I don't know, man. That, that's, a, that's a hard one to answer. That's the NFL they're, lines. It's just... they're, they're both stinky, man. And that's why you got to kind of say them out loud, let them marinate. The other thing I'm, I'm marinating over, Rams-Cardinals over 48.5 points. Second week back with Cooper Cup, like, they could just score a ton of points. That's Yeah, it's a lot of points. Like, NFL, you, you have to think so much different because the game is so much shorter and the run defenses are so better. Uh, like, the totals and the numbers, just they're so much smaller. They're, they're, this is hard. Um, my Bengals are laying three. I feel like that's too many points. I don't, but I kind of liked it. Yeah, I mean, I, I could be talked in because what if Burrow's if Burrow's back and if they can get T T Higgins was limited on Wednesday, but it looks like he's on track to play. If they're back against that Seahawks pass defense, which is bad, mm-hmm. they're going to have a big day. If Burrow's I just back. I need to know Pete Carroll's no, uh, record off of bye. Like that's like dumb stuff that I love that I haven't looked up yet, but I know that that stats out there somewhere because they, you know, they could be lining up. I, I like the the Seahawks skill weapons. Like they've they've got enough because that that could be another over game, right? I, I mean, uh, that's what I was about to say. I'd like to look at the total because the Bengals defense has been very iffy to start the season. Run defense that's you being bad. They got generous. Dennis Walker. Um. So yeah, uh, yeah, that over could definitely be in play there, especially if it's like low fifties. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 45 and 45. Yeah, I like that over. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. We're cooking bad. with grease. We're cooking with grease with our friends at the FanDuel Sportsbook. Um, Pigskin preview, a lot of fun. Uh, we've got the Cats, 730 SEC Network Showdown. Look it, I'm doing the thing I normally do, and I'm getting more confident as we get closer to game time. Weather forecast, not looking great, Bob. Um, we've got some 25-mile-an-hour winds, potential rain, yeah. and 50-degree weather. I will say, I think what the weather it meant was, like, gusts. So, like, they could have random gusts in the stadium. But I think it's – right now it's 10 to 11 miles an hour. Okay. Like, through the game. But it is going to be – it's going to be chilly in that stadium, like, in the 50s. Yeah. Um, it looks like it's going to rain early in the day, and then there could be a couple pop-up showers in the afternoon to, to, into the evening. So uh, definitely some football weather um, coming yep. to Kroger Field, and we'll see how Kentucky responds. I mean, it's a big moment for both, and really both sides. I think. I think the spot favors Kentucky, but got to go out and play some football. You got to go out and tackle. Yep. I think that's really important this week. One thing that I don't want to be a thing that we're talking about on Monday is the kickers on both teams. So you got the the thicker kicker. He's a freaking wild card. He'll hit a sixty yarder and then. Push a thirty-five yarder. Uh, yeah. So uh, you know something to keep an eye on in that game. I probably it'll probably get close to game time, and I'll probably just take the cats two and a half because of the situation. The stat you mentioned the other night, being a close home favorite, 
I think there's a little bit of overreaction factor. Um, in being at home, I just can't, I cannot overstate the potential for that environment. I, to, I just think you got to use lo- logic here too, Nick. Um, now, it, it, this is an unpredictable thing we're talking about, but both these teams are coming off demoralizing losses. <clears throat> One is returning home. The other is hitting the road. Yeah. Like, the home team is going to have an advantage here. And that should matter. Now, whether it plays out like that, we'll have to see. Yeah. Um, but a lot of it's just going to be determined on how effective is this Kentucky offense. Like, yeah, you know, some indi- they some get going. There's some indicators pointing Kentucky's way, but what, I mean, what if Kentucky's pass defense is just awful, you know, and then everything's out the window. So there's a lot, there's a lot there. I think it's a tough matchup in a lot of ways for Kentucky, but I like how some things are pointing in their direction. Um, I think it's pretty close to a 50 50 game where I didn't think Florida was like that in kind of a yeah. similar spread. I definitely think this is a tougher matchup for Kentucky. So we'll just have to see how it plays out, but it's a huge game. Winner of this can legitimately go 9-3 and three and have a shot at 10-2, and two, I think. Loser is probably getting in that 7-5 and five Music City Bowl, Liberty Bowl range. So it's, it's a huge game for, I think, both sides. 7.30 Saturday night at Kroger Field on the SEC Network. Adam Luckett and I will be there, ready to rip and roar for KSR. Uh, a reminder, if you aren't on KSR Plus, on KS Board, it's popping right now. I mean, that was a thread that somebody started that this board is popping, and it wasn't us. It's a great time, and you get 50% off right now to sign up for your first year uh, with our Mizzou Madness special. A lot going on around the Big Blue Nation. We appreciate you all following us. Throughout the season as we hand out picks and in the wise words of Mark Stoops, we're just getting started, bro.